You now are listening to the audio podcast of Prisoners of Hope, the antidote to what ails your heart. I'm your host, Dr. Deborah Witsis. So come on in, pull up a chair, and open up your mind as you get ready to receive the download that hope will bring. Well, hey, hey, hey. It is a great day. This is Dr. D. And this is the second part of a two-part series on Pathway Allies. In part one of the series, we affirm that narrow is the path to life. It is very narrow, and a lot of people will go the path that is wide that leads to destruction. In part one, we we learned that there are some inside sources that we can get help from to help us walk that path, that narrow path. So just check that out, the part one of it. I talk about inside sources. In part two, this part, we're going to talk about the outside sources that provides us with the help. So we're looking at where does our help come from? where, Where can we get help? From the path. Today we're going to cover some outside sources that God brings to you to help you walk the narrow path. The first one I want to talk about is friends. Friends are essential to a narrow path journey, emphasizing the word good friends. Go back. Good friends are essential for narrow path journey, emphasizing the word good. Ask the father for help in discerning what is a good friend. Because a lot of times we don't know. Because people come dressed in wolf clothing, you know. They're sheep and they're really wolves. (laughs) You don't know what they are. Sounds like a topic that we could cover in a future episode. Characteristics of a good friend. For brevity's sake... A good friend is one who tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, right? (laughs) Some of you go, well, I don't have any good friends. We need to reevaluate that. There's somebody, there are a person that tells you what you need to hear that will guide you on the narrow path. There's also accidental meetings. I just love these because I call these little kisses from God. Uh, these are strangers with ha- which we happen, and I emphasize the word happen, to run across. They cross the path in our life. The world calls these coincidence, happenstances. I call them miracles or kisses from God, where somebody happens to cross your path that could help you. Have you ever stopped back, stopped? And to look back and see how God weaves people in and out of our lives to keep us on the path. Check out this incidental, accidental meeting described in the book, The Accident. Let me get the page together. Described in the book, The Accident. D would continue to take long hikes. And sometimes she would talk to God 
the father. During this particular hike, Dee was asking the Holy Spirit to cushion her lonely heartache. She said, no one I know can relate to one terrific event, letting on three. I'm all by myself, Dee cried. It was a week later that Dee would notice the master's weaving of pathway allies. Through a thin thread of, of events, Dee met another parent from Christian school who invited her to one of her friend's house for a marriage seminar. Dee had not really known any of the parties involved, but she was compelled to keep her word and to attend. When Dee and Ray, Ray's her husband, arrived at the location, the house was packed. <laughs> However, Dee's new friend had saved them a seat right in the front <laughs> to Ray's dismay. <laughs> he didn't really want to go. <laughs> Once they were seated, Dee began to scan the room, thinking, what a nice home. Look at all these beautiful things, beautiful paintings. Dee's eyes wandered over to a picture on the table beside her, and she thought, look at her, her four beautiful children. Just as Dee started to think, what a perfect life her new friend has had. The friend who invited her leaned in and whispered, she had to bury three of those boys. He could hardly listen to what was being said, for in that moment, she was in awe of God's holy threads, weaving the pattern of her life. The Holy Spirit had heard her heartache and sent help. Dee gained a new friend, a pathway ally that was strong in the faith. Crystal, the hostess of the seminar, would spend countless hours sharing with Dee how she was able to have the strength to struggle through her losses of her three children. You see, I really kind of know this story because I'm actually reading out of my book, The Accident. And the background was that I'm Dee and I had had three critically injuring accidents on my two sons. And, you know, people are really strange because if you have too much that goes wrong and they're mothers, they don't want to hear that because they feel vulnerable. But if it happened to you, it could happen to them. So I was feeling really lonely. And that happenstance, if you think that was a happenstance, <laughs> I got a bridge that I would like to sell you in the middle of the desert. <laughs> That was a kiss. That was a blessing from God. Because how can I meet people, a person who has buried three children? And I was crying out because my heart was aching because no one would understand three incidents. <laughs> That's what you call an accidental meeting. And God sends us help. There's also acquaintances. He can send us help through acquaintances. People who are in and out of our life. They're very brief. They could be brief moments, but very impactful. I remember when I was going through a rough spell and um, I was out shopping with my best friend. I was mentally stressed out and, com and a complete stranger who was a security guard of the store came up to me. He grabbed my hands and I was like, what the heck is happening here? And he asked me a question. He looked at me firmly in the eyes and he said, who is in control? 
And I'm like, what, 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 what? And he repeat, he repeated, who is in control? I didn't respond. And he said, God. And that was the word I needed to stay the course from a complete stranger, a security guard in a store. So accidental meetings, you could have friends, you could have acquaintances. I mean, can you could you actually see God bringing us a word of encouragement just when we need it? We can also get outside help from sermons, talks or lectures that we've heard. You know, pathway help can come from indirect sources. Also, things like... um Notes. Whenever I hear a sermon or a talk, I take notes because I can't remember. And I re-listen and I revisit those notes. You know, the teacher is effective when the student is ready, when the student appears. Now, books is another example of an indirect source to help you. Highlighting different colors for different times. That's what I do in my life. Because I will find out that I'm a different person. So if I'm reading something, I might have a green highlight for 2023 and a a blue one for 24. So I can actually track where my head was uh, at at that time. I've heard people say, well, I can't read. There's no excuses. There's audibles. I mean, audibles. Audibles, you can listen. It doesn't matter how you get the material in your head. You can listen. You can listen while you exercise, drive, and sleep. You can listen. You can program yourself to be wary, to be ready, to accept that help when it comes. Because part of our problem is that we don't recognize the help and we're not ready to accept it. Let's take a deeper dive. So on the inside, you're going to build up your fortitude, right? Life is a battle and you must specialize in fine-tuning your armor. I remember when my son was learning multiplications, he asked me, how much was zero times 10? And I said, zero. And he said, hmm, what about zero times 20? Zero, 30, 40, and so on. When I answered each of the questions with a resounding zero, he seemed a bit puzzled. And then he asked, why in the world Would anybody multiply anything by zero? Good question. Out of the mouths of babes. In his book, The Slight Edge, Jeff Olson forwards the concept of the secret of a penny. And I'm going to quote, to accomplish anything worth accomplishment, accomplishing, excuse me, to create success, To achieve your dreams, you don't have to do the impossible. You don't have to do the extraordinary, the superhuman things. But you do have to do something. You have to start with a penny. You are to build up yourself from the inside. That's my addition. (laughs) Now back to the quote. He said, success doesn't come from nowhere. It can't be conjured up out of the thin air. It comes from a very small, tiny beginning. But there has to be a beginning. 
That beginning is the thing people miss, the thing they don't see, and they don't see it because it's so tiny. It's almost invisible. That's the end of the quote. So basically, this means that a lot of fortitude building happens in the unseen realm. Work on yourself so you do have something to give. That's on the inside. On the outside, you have to sharpen your awareness. The many promises that we have in blessings. And he promises that if we abide in him, there will be many promises. John 15, 7 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you wish and it will be done for you. So there's many promises. He cares about your walk. He will send our allies. You have to be able to recognize. You have to, to build up your fortitude so you're able to grab onto the opportunities. This means that he sends us others to help us stay on the narrow path. Like I said, half the battle is recognizing the help when it arrives. So let's examine the secret ingredients that can help you facilitate this task of recognition. The first thing I want to talk about is humility. Remaining teachable begins with humility. It begins with realizing that you're not perfect and that others can see your blind spots. My uh, older son was blinded by an accident. And he he's he he's got a big heart. He'll say, "Don't stand in my blind spot," and he really means that he can't see out of that eye. So don't stand in his spot. So others can see your blind spots that you can. I have a personal note to self. This is my personal note to self. I realize when I have an emotional response to what someone has said to me. If someone tells me something and I become angry, I find out either one or two things are correct. Either what they're saying is immensely unjust, unfair, and cruel, or there is a seed planting truth in their statement. And I have found that the latter, the older I get, is often the correct one. That what they're saying, I have that emotional response because there is something, a seed that has just been planted. So humility is very important. Thoughts. You need to take every thought captive. I mean, doesn't it say that in Second uh, Corinthians 2? And in Proverbs 4.23, it says, be careful what you think. Wow, this is a warning. Because your thoughts run your life. Wow. So your thoughts. Be reflective. Think about what you're thinking about. Also, another thing is discernment. So we talked to humility. We talked about your thoughts. Let's talk about discernment. Discernment is is renew your mind by testing. Romans 12, 2 talks about not every spirit that says they're from God is from God. There's a lot of false prophets. So it's telling you to remove your mind, renew your mind, not remove, 
Don't remove your mind. <laughs> Renew your mind by testing the spirits. Don't be conformed to this world, doesn't it warn you? Don't be conformed to this world, but it wants you to be, the Bible tells you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is done by testing what you're hearing. You want to make sure what you're hearing is God's will. Romans 12, 2 talks about that. John 1, 4, 1 says, this is what I was talking about. It says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they're from God. Because there are many false prophets that have gone into the world. So that's a warning. So you must have humility, be teachable. You must monitor your thoughts, take them captive. And you must have discernment. Test the spirits. Not but not last but not least, that's probably I should have started first with that, is that prayer. You know, I I love to dissect words, and the word prayer has the word ray in it. Have you guys noticed that? When you pray or communicate with God, that's all prayer is communication. It brings a ray of hope into your situation, into your life. It's the key to guidance Guidance in pathway living is prayer. Prayer bring allies right to the front line of your situation, believe me. And these allies can help you stay on the narrow path that brings life. Thank you for tuning in to the Prisoners of Hope podcast. And remember, narrow is the gate and difficult the the way that leads to life and many will get off the path so stay on the path love you see you next time my hope is that this journey has been fruitful and you're able to take it and apply it to your life until next time tune in again for the prisoner's a hope podcast. God bless.